0: That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast.
2: Hello, Ramblers. Today we're back with another special episode from our Patreon archive. We've already introduced you to Pete's Film Club and the Five Hive. Well, now I'm here to introduce you to the Goat Farm. In this mini-series, we picked our favourite 11 for a chosen team or subject, and the episode you're going to hear today is the big one. I'm joined by Jim Campbell to choose the definitive England 11 of our lifetime. It was extremely difficult. So I hope you enjoy and let us know on Twitter who's 11 you prefer. Only if it's mine, of course. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the greatest of all time farm, or the goat farm, as we like to call it, to save time. My name's Marcus Speller, and opposite me is Jim Campbell. Hello. Jim, I bring you good news, very good news uh, for you, because on the goat farm, as as we know, we like to put these uh, elevens together, and then we offer them up to the patron people in the form of a vote. And last week's vote so far, which was our shit house elevens, you, Vish, and I uh, did our, our, our teams. You have got seventy percent of the vote. I've got twenty one percent, and Vish has got ten percent. So you are absolutely hammering it. I suppose it takes one to know one.
3: Yeah, I'm very proud of that. That's the the one I'm proudest. I've done quite well in these in general. Actually, I've shit house mm. my way to it to quite a quite a. A number of victories, and um, yeah, this one
2: is the one that means the most, so thank you everybody. Um, uh, yeah. It, it will not well, go on unrecognised. No, certainly not, um, uh, and of course the big one really was myself versus Andy in the Italy 11 and I uh, currently have 55%, so, uh, mm. so, so there they, we are. As, you, I, as they'd
3: want, you know, it's a and narrow yes, victory, indeed. isn't
2: it? That's
3: what it's all about. <laughs>
2: exactly. Very well played, yes. sir. Thank you very much. Um, today is a big one it is it is the big one uh, for for lots of people's uh, monies it is the best england 11 in our lifetimes and our lifetimes football watching lifetimes start at 1990 jim campbell uh, you found it this does. one very difficult
3: I did. I did actually. I think it's, uh, we'll come on to it of course, but it's the, the formations found it difficult, uh, is what made me find it difficult. We discussed essentially, didn't we, while we were planning the show, the idea that this team would be sort of thrust into the World Cup this year. So how would how would they fare um, with this in mind? So I tried to kind of keep that in mind and I, I'm, I'm still not entirely
2: sure I've gone for the right choices, but we'll see. Well, we won't see. We will never see. I picked the best team, or my, or, or you know, the, the England eleven from the, you know, as I say, from the the start of my football watching days. I didn't yeah. have Qatar twenty twenty in mind. I'll be honest with you. Mm. So if you have, then then fair play to you. Uh, so Jim, why don't you far away? Who's your goalkeeper? So my goalkeeper again. This is this is a difficult
3: one, isn't it? Um, I have gone for David Seaman because I I can't right. pick Thermos Head Shilton. I will not entertain <laughs> the idea because harmony in the group is a really important thing, as we've seen with Southgate's England. And you know, when when that harmony isn't there, it be, it can become a bit of a problem. And of course, Peter Shilton was part of the the team that got to to uh, the the semi finals of the World Cup in 1990. England's most capped player, um, glittering career. But a bellend. And I will not have Thermos Head-Shilton involved. Um, I actually think Jordan Pickford is in for a good shout as well because yeah. of the, the penalty shootout against Colombia. But obviously David Seaman um, was was you know instrumental in the penalty shootout against Spain as well. So he does have that, that bit of pedigree from Euro 96. So I think he's going to struggle with playing defeat. feet. And he's going to struggle with, with that part of the game. Um, but I've just had to accept that. I've just, I've, you know, for, for his shot stopping and his oh, yeah. presence in the box, I've, I've
2: gone for David Seaman. I think, by the way, we should say Peter Shilton, as far as I'm aware, got on well with his teammates in 1990. So, uh, but maybe in the modern day, he might not. So I do take that yeah. point. Okay. Who's your back four or back three or back two, depending on what you've picked up?
3: <laughs> back two. Uh, I've actually gone for a tra- fairly traditional back four. Um, right. And... It's it's I don't think it's that imaginative, but I've gone for at right back. I've gone for Kyle Walker, um, okay. then at center backs. So I've gone for Rio Ferdinand and Big Sol Campbell. And then for the left back, right. he seems to feature in every single one of these. But actually, Cole, um, yeah, okay. because it, you know, I think Cole is Cole's a given. He's the best English left back there's ever been, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Kyle Walker might raise some eyebrows. I think Gary Neville it w- it would obviously be a big choice and perhaps Des Walker as well. But I think Kyle Walker's won so much, he's gone really deep in tournaments with England, playing in a couple of positions. And he was in the Euro 2020 mm. team of the tournament. Like, I think he might suffer from the opposite of recency bias, actually. Kyle Walker is a brilliant footballer and I think mm. probably doesn't get the credit he deserves. Why have you not picked Trent Alexander-Arnold? Do you hate him? Um, I, I don't hate him. I really like him. And I did... I, I kind of, it's not like I didn't consider him because I, I think it is absolutely mental that we don't play Trent Alexander on with more for England. But again, it's just the, the quality of, of right backs around so him. He makes said it he can't defend. Very complicated. It's not what I'm saying. No, not at all. <laughs> um, play him in the
2: midfield. Right? Go for it. Get, Go hell for leather. get him up front. Get, get 11 maybe, players maybe you, you can't defend. <laughs> So I fairly yeah okay. So that's your back four. you didn't go for. I mean, Des Walker was was obviously a superb player. It's, it's a bit tricky playing players who just played at nineteen ninety because obviously yeah. that's where we start. And obviously, you know, that was a, so with Shilton. That was the end of his certainly his international career. And he was obviously yeah. advanced in age. I think he was was he forty or forty one in that tournament? He was, he was certainly knocking on, wasn't he? He was older than he was. His, yeah, his, his so normal. so I. So I yeah, so I think that's a bit a bit tricky to have uh, someone in there. Like, even if it was, I mean, I think Carl Walker was a better choice than say Paul Parker, for example. But Des yeah. Walker, I think, is a shout. You didn't go for John Terry. I didn't go for John Terry um, because
3: I figure. You've got Rio Ferdinand in there as a player who's really, really strong on the ball. I think he's a player who would, you know, just be as as good as he was then as in in the current era. Do you know what I mean? Like he's, I think he would uh-huh. translate very well into sort of modern, modern tactical systems. Um, so I think that leaves you with one kind of blood and thunder defender and I think Sol Campbell does have that about him as well John Terry had it too but again it's just I couldn't quite bring myself to pick
2: Terry I considered Tony Adams as well, um, well I, was, I was about to say Adams was there a stalwart and a big player at Euro 96 of course when England probably should have won that tournament or at least got yeah. to the final but i think big sol was you know putting some some huge performances for england
3: often they were you know on the losing side but he he was happy to sort of take it down to the trenches and yeah i just i went, I went for sol and also you know he, he he didn't mind a maraud so you've got four players oh. in your defence there who can carry the ball and i think that would be you know that's really important and terry didn't quite do that so much
2: so sol, sol Campbell's Campbell did got feature, in there for me on that he did feature at euro 96 by the way just in case we, uh, you know, I know we go on about that tournament, but just say that's that the longevity he had with yes. his England career, of course. And, and actually, I thought the best p- centre-back partnership of those three defenders we're talking about, because Terry and Ferdinand were at World Cup 2006 together, but World Cup 2002, when England were very good defensively, it was, it was Ferdinand and Campbell, of course, mm. under Sven Jor and Eriksson. Uh, Jim, let's move on to your midfield we are going to move on to my midfield. So this is the bit
3: that I've agonized over the most. So I've gone for a 4 in midfield. Um mm. and that getting the balance right is really difficult. Um so I oh, yeah. I've gone for on the right side I've gone for David Beckham. Uh yeah. And in the middle, gone for Paul Gascoigne. And then because this is so difficult to balance up, I've gone for Michael Carrick. Um and on the left-hand side Blimey. I've gone for Chris Waddle. Okay. Like what you're doing. So yeah, the, I'll go straight to Carrick purely because looking at sort of a proper kind of tempo, tone-setting midfielder, um, mm-hmm. it, I think that's essential in an international side, isn't it? You, you've got to have some, you've got to have some pragmatism, you've got to have some cover, and and Carrick was very good at just just keeping things ticking and and, and maintaining control in the midfield. It's not like he was a sort of like you know blood and guts Roy Keane style typical defensive midfielder but he did give you a screen and he gave you control and I think with 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 Gascoigne around as well who is you know his his qualities were far more creative and sort of energetic and hyperactive Mm -hmm. you do need that you do do, you need the metronome in there beside him I think realistically so I'm I I thought about Brian Robson potentially as well because he he had a lot of box-to-box quality but again Probably his best days were gone by the by 1990, and he obviously got injured early in in, in Italian 90, so we didn't see much of him. Um, I even considered Owen Hargreaves, Paul Ince, ah, players that sure are just no, gonna no that are just gonna sit you know sit there and do that job well. So Waddle again is another one who you know was was a, a bit of a magician. Um, so I think I think the creativity in there and and the kind of the kind of pragmatic set
2: piece and and wide delivery you get from Beckham gives you a lot in the toolbox there. Mm. I think I'm surprised to hear Michael Carrick's name. I mean, he got 34 England caps, which, of course, is not an insignificant amount. I think people often think he hardly got any. Uh, Perhaps should have been used a bit more by England, maybe. But I I, I can only really remember... The, the, there was that game against ecuador in 2006 when when Svennigan started him in, in that one i i can't really remember carrick playing that much for england at tournaments as well I which don't think I he think, really did yeah and i think you could be in trouble when it comes to the vote for that jim i think i think yeah. our, our i think the um, the voters <laughs> will remember that oh the mind yeah.
3: games begin
2: but okay that's to, I love the fact you put in uh, Magic Chris as the Marseille fans used to call yeah. him Chrissy, Chrissy Waddle in there that's a lovely touch surely on the only through. person ever to achieve that nickname yeah <laughs> indeed yeah um, who have you got up front
3: then this again was very difficult and it's it's dictated by the formation and I will come back to I will kind of if, uh-huh. I will probably go to my alternative choice um, after that but I've gone for Wayne Rooney. Yeah. Um and Alan Shearer. Ooh. Um just, I I couldn't leave Shearer out. As a, you know, growing <laughs> up when we grew up, Shearer was an f- absolute monster, just a machine. He, he scored every type of goal. He was he, he was more than just goals as well. I don't think I don't think people appreciate quite how good Alan Shearer was, which is also true of Gary Lineker. Now Gary Lineker and Harry Kane are, the, are obviously the other two. And I did mm. think about the sort of dream trio up front of Wayne Rooney just behind Kane and Shearer, which would have been absolutely <laughs> devastating. But it it brought me back to this problem in midfield. I don't know who you have in there to kind mm. of you know essentially to pay for that um, mm. and I, I just I, I thought it would, would leave this team too open so I've gone for the four four two, 4 uh, which will obviously fail um, at a tournament <laughs> when this <laughs> happens I've
2: gone for a two-man bench of um, Darius <clears throat> Fussell and Peter Crouch as well a very wise very wise yeah always need something and uh, I mean yeah you could even chuck in an Andy Carroll there um, yeah the, the strikes Alan Shearer top scorer at Euro 96 yeah. played at World Cup '98 and Euro '2000 as well. So he had his. So he had his England again. His England time really was at '96 So at '98. I always feel that side was packed full of quality, and it was such a shame they went out in the second mm. round. Yeah, because I think that side I think they, got such a tough draw good, so early. Yeah, against the the mighty Argentinians. I think, but they messed up losing to Romania in the group. Although they would have played Croatia in the second round, I think. Had they have won the group and that Croatia team were pretty decent and were a yeah. slight unknown quantity as well. So, yeah, you're damned if you do. I mean, I always say World Cup 98, if you look at the team sheets and the team, the squads, I think it is the best tournament in terms of, of the quality of the squads. You look at Italy, Argentina, Brazil, the Netherlands, France, England, slightly less, little bit of a lesser extent of Germany, not a classic German um, squad, still made the quarterfinal though. Um, Croatia, Honestly, the, the, even Denmark uh, and Nigeria as well had some players. That like, it's it is ridiculous. The names. Yeah. Uh, treat yourself, everybody. Have a little Wikipedia of World Cup '98 squads uh, this afternoon when you get a moment. You won't be disappointed. Um, so yeah, so you've gone uh, uh, Rooney and Shearer up front. I mean, yeah. you've got to have Rooney in there. I think. I think you do have to have Rooney so well. I think Rooney and Gaza
3: playing together would be interesting as well. There, there is a potentially a bit of a chance that they would kind of operate in the same space. But I would think actually. They'd probably just be brilliant
2: rather than get in yeah. each other's way. Yeah, 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 I think so.
0: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times.
2: Right here's my team then, Jimmy. So uh, I also went for David Seaman in goal. Uh, Shilton, I've explained why. Um, little mention for Joe Hart because of his longevity in goal. Yeah. It was purely between I, I like Seaman that, and Pickford. I like that the difference here is that I've, you've, you've
3: not chosen Peter Shilton mm. because he was coming towards the end of his career and I've not chosen him because he's a thermos
2: head. Well, the reason why I have to state that is because Peter Shilton is probably the best goalkeeper England has ever produced. Let's just say that for the record, mm. despite what Maradona called yeah. him. <laughs> he was just absolutely ridiculous goalkeeper. He was super. But yeah, so it was between Seaman and Pickford for me. I went for David Seaman. I don't think I'm going to get pilloried too much for that. But I think Pickford would have been actually a, a good choice. But, but all things considered, Davy Seaman is in there. Um, so, yes, I lobbed Seaman into the team. Um, <laughs> at left back, which is how we should start. Incorrect. Um, it's ab- just incorrect. We've talked about what? this, Jim, and
3: you yeah, conceded. Yeah, and you're wrong. No, I didn't concede. You did. You're absolutely wrong. We did. we you read, read from we left read... to right. And you write exactly. from left to right.
2: Yes. <laughs> look yeah, at, so ha- look you... at a team sheet on a page. Yeah, it, 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 the strikers are at the top. So when you look at it, you look nope. to the left first. Just carry on. Well, you do. You've Ca- underrhyped your own c- point. C- c- with sit in your wrongness dark, and get on with it. Argument. Get on so with it. It's absolutely correct. It's just logical. I, this is ridiculous. We start with left back um and I went for Stuart Pearce. And the reason I went for Stuart Pearce over Ashley Cole Didn't is you? for the banter. Yeah. Of course. Oh. Um because because of Ashley Cole is in the same way David Seaman is is um, is, 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 is like Peter Shilton's a better goalkeeper. I, I rated it on on there. But if someone had picked Pickford for example, that would have been fine, mm. but Seaman was a better goalkeeper than Pickford. Now I would say Ashley Cole was um a little, he was a little bit better than, than Stuart Pierce at left back. But Pierce I think, can it can sometimes just be reduced that he was a bit of a hard man and, um, you know, full of passion and all this kind of stuff. Yes, but he was a very good left back as well. Yeah. But also, he was part of two England teams that reached semi-finals, which was such a rare thing uh, yes. until Southgate came along, of course. So, uh, and I think as well, the, the, the likability that the England fans had for him Bloody, bloody, blah. I, I think he's in there um, because he was, a, he was, a, he was a fine fullback. So, so that's why, really, I've, I've, I've gone for him. The rest of my defence is the same as yours, Jim. I went for Ferdinand yeah. and Campbell at the back and Carl Walker at right back because I think Carl Walker has been so good uh, for England. Obviously, a bit versatile and so on. But I think Ferdinand and Campbell in two thousand and two World Cup as I alluded it to as I alluded to uh, with, with your one is that that was that England defence was very good yeah they complemented each good. other so well and that's important isn't it yeah They did. And that header, Sol Campbell, scored. Free header, bang. (laughs) Uh, You know, the aerial threat. um, They both scored at that tournament. If we give Ferdinand that goal against Denmark, although I think, I'm not sure if it was registered as an own goal or a Ferdinand goal. So they could chip in there. But big Sol Campbell, yeah, when he marauded against Colombia at 98, he, 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 he took on everybody. And... And then he had the last defender to beat and he slipped over. And I, I maintain to this day that it was nearly the greatest World Cup goal of all time. Yeah. Um, so that's good enough for my team. I've gone for a four in midfield. I um, So I'll, I'll, I'll accommodate you here, Jim. I went on the right of midfield, David Beckham, of course. Great. I don't think anybody can complain with that. Now on the left, due to the formation, I've got a bit of creative license. Here. I did think Chrissy Waddle. Have you gone Paul goals. Um, I have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> by the way, Gerard
2: P- Lampard skulls. I, w- I went <laughs> Lampard Gerard in the middle. That was obviously the big uh, giveaway there. No, I, by the way, with Paul skulls, he played for four. He played in four tournaments for England. Yeah, right. He did World Cup '98, was- Euro '2000, World Cup '2002, and obviously Euro '2004. In '98, he had two midfielders behind him and then one of them became David Beckham so he played yeah. in his position Euro 2000 he played alongside Paul Inns. now England obviously got hammered but he still played centre mid in his position World Cup 2002 played alongside Nicky Butt a holding def- defensive midfielder he played his position it was only in Euro 2004 I think uh, skull has got 66 England caps or something like that I that's reckon- the correct number isn't it that's the most patriotic number yeah exactly yeah. I'm going to even Double check that I reckon that Paul Scholes Without having Kind of looked into this I reckon of his uh, 66 England caps um, He probably played About four times Maybe On the left of midfield Yeah I reckon it's, it's Something like that it's, it's Maybe five times In one of the pre-games So all this chat About oh,
1: He's always played That position for
2: England It's,
3: yeah. it's nonsense No it was just that, It was that weird time Where Alan Thompson Was the only Left footed Englishman There was anywhere like you couldn't even like go down the park yeah. and find someone with a left foot. It was just it was
2: <laughs> baffling. Yeah, I think Steve Guppy was there, but he, he just didn't quite make the mark. But yeah, but he, he, Sven wanted to play Gerard and Lampard in the midfield, didn't he? Which yeah. you know made total sense because when one goes, one holds. You know, both. Have, there's an argument for both to be
3: included as well. They both did well for England. They were just unfortunately in a, in a, a weird system, weren't they? Lampard scored a lot yes. of goals
2: for England. Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, Well, I I thought about putting Ince in in the midfield next to Paul Gascoigne, of course. But I had a little look-see and I thought, I'd love to include this man. Uh, Would they complement each other, Gascoigne and and this other player? And I found that they started some very, very big games together in the centre of midfield. Spain in the quarterfinal of Euro 96, uh, Cameroon in 1990... And Germany, West Germany, sorry, in in nineteen ninety, semi final as well. I've put in, I think, one of the most underrated players in in modern re- modern English uh, football history, David Platt. David Platt. Obviously yeah. only
3: kind of got into the team in nineteen ninety because of that injury to Brian Robson that we were talking about. I mean, I loved David indeed. Platt when he was at Arsenal. I think um yeah. kind of I it, when I sort of cast my mind back, he was like this free scoring midfielder. I think he scored about four goals for us. Uh and he wasn't <laughs> even there that long. Um but such is the way time affects you when you're younger. Um Dave, so you'd have
2: David Platt alongside Gaza? Yeah. I, David Platt played quite a few times for Arsenal. Um he uh he he won the league there, did he not? He did, he, yes. He, 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 played, he played a a hundred and seven appearances for Arsenal and fifteen goals, Jim. Oh, there you go then there you go my my yeah. memory's all over the shop, isn't it? But he had sixty two um, appearances for England and twenty seven goals, which is a hell of a, 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 a tally so the, so I, people might think of him maybe or those who do remember him as slightly more attacking, but actually, as I say, you can it's all there. you can find mm. him and Gascoigne starting very, very big games for England uh, so you' you've done a wise thing here where you've kept some partnerships together oh yeah. It's all about mm. the partnerships, baby. Um, but uh, up front, I've gone for uh, a new partnership. And I'm surprised you didn't go for this, Jim, because to me, it's it's an obvious choice. Wayne Rooney and Harry Kane, England's two highest goal scorers. Yeah, but I just love Alan Shearer. I just I, love I Alan understand. Shearer so much. It was a shame I, it I was was
3: ashamed sh- to I was, leave him out. I was... Ch- i was kind of leading the campaign for him to come out of retirement for euro 2004 come out of international retirement mm. but um i had no voice and no way of getting anyone to listen and it was always his choice um and yeah. i still feel that i let the country down by not convincing him to <laughs> um to come out of retirement because can you imagine kashira was still amazing like it, it, it wasn't yeah. like he was like you know he he'd dipped in quality clearly he'd you know he'd retired from international football to maintain his quality uh, at club level yeah. but I think surely he had one last job the emerging Wayne Rooney the best we ever saw him at a tournament with Shearer up top as well can you it would have been amazing yeah but that's why uh, I've but, had to go for Shearer I want to see those two Michael together
2: Owen? what about Michael Owen yeah Mickey he Owens, Owen's them got
3: them a, Yeah, got yeah he deserves a shout doesn't he if he wasn't he does, so yeah. weird I think he'd have probably <laughs> um, I'm not even joking I think he'd have come to mind a bit, a bit sooner wouldn't he could put yeah, could easily th- put put an eleven of very weird men
2: together for this task. Oh, it was not a problem at all. I think yeah, Rooney's got to go in because because he never really. He, people always say, oh yeah, but he only did it at, you know Euro two thousand and four, and then they kind of brushed that under the carpet. It's like no, he still did it just because it was yeah, the first and he also, one. And he never know, hit those heights again. He still, it still became England's top scorer. And yes, of course, like that involved games against San Marino and whatnot, but he still scored all those goals. Yeah. And it was such a shame in World Cup 2014 because when he got that goal against Uruguay, he really pushed the team forward in that game. He was yeah. the only one really giving it some. Um, England should have got out of there with some sort of result. And then, I mean, I know they didn't beat Costa Rica and Costa Rica were a bit better. But that, to me, that was the tournament where it was like, ah, yeah. oh, this is Rooney's time for England. Mm. And, uh, and everyone... Uh, colluded to bugger that up for him but yeah I, I think rooney's got to go in there because he his time at england will be as i say it'd be tempting to brush over it because of of the tournaments but i don't think that was fully his fault i think it was you know some of the teams he played in and then harry kane i mean yeah world cup 2018 top goal scorer scored in uh, a number of games at um at the euros as yeah, well always delivers it, as well uh, yeah, just it has been absolutely brilliant. I just, like I say, I just love Shearer, and I wanted to sort of keep it interesting for myself. But
3: as I said, the other option mm. that I toyed with was having Rooney behind Shearer and Kane. So what? Mm. I mean, how would you? What would you do in that midfield? Do you think? I think
2: maybe Ince. Yeah, I think I. I don't think you would have Rooney behind two strikers. No? I think it's. Uh, I think that's the kind of thing that again. Um, you know, the voters will will give their opinion when they go to the ballot box. This is there.
3: pathetic. You can't you have to win everything, <laughs> don't you? You're trying to seed these little these little doubts.
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh dear. So uh so there we are. There are our uh, best England teams. Do you know what, right? I tell you something, and I don't think this would have been unreasonable, so just to give um give a bit of balance here for for those who um maybe wanting to vote over at uh, on the discord for this if you'd have put harry maguire in defense i wouldn't have blamed you because world cup and euros he was brilliant in both of yeah, them that's, yeah, i didn't put him in there but scored i just wanted to chuck that in Ukraine as well he, he did of course yeah and he, he scored against panama the... as well no he scored like everyone Sweden. scored against panama i think john stones did right uh, yes. he scored uh, he scored in there uh, and also Kieran Trippier wouldn't have been a, a bad shout for right back as well yeah so. i think that the, you know a lot of the modern squad um, will be um, i think appreciated
3: yeah. appreciated more than they currently are in in the years yeah. to come
2: by the way i don't think i gave my left
3: midfielder did i uh no i don't think he did no i don't <laughs> yeah you, you, I went that's absolutely Beckham, right. But this... and we started talking about chris waddle <laughs> did we yeah, yeah didn't, I did. go the for way. Waddle. So,
2: have you got for Nick Barnby? I have not gone for Nick Barnby, even though he was involved in the five-one win against Germany. He was. I went for Raheem Sterling. Ah, okay. Yeah, I should say that uh, because um, playing him off the off the left, which is, I mean, again, because if Sterling was, um, if he came along in yesteryear, he would probably be out wide a in a four, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he would be up front. Uh, so I, I just thought he had to go in there um, because he's been yeah, and he's again been so he's, good. He always performs for England, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. So, so just to, I'll give you a quick recap of my team there because I've confused everybody. Um, David Seaman in goal, Stuart Pearce left back, Ferdinand and Campbell centre backs, Carl Walker right back, left mid Sterling, centre mids Gascoigne and Platt classic partnership. Should uh, you know uh, the evidence is there to see. David Beckham on the right, Rooney and Kane up front. Jim, you want to give yours again?
3: Yes, mine was. Let me just dig it out. It was David Seaman, Kyle Walker, Rio Ferdinand, Big Sol Campbell, Ashley Cole, David Beckham, Paul Gazza, uh Michael Carrick, Chris Waddle,
2: Wayne Rooney, and Alan Shearer. We, not we we don't do managers, but just for the lols, who would be your uh, ultimate England manager? <laughs> you know, you know what, Marcus? I'd like to. um yeah.
3: This is a sign of friendship. I'd like to put that decision over to you. He <laughs> can manage both of our sides.
2: Oh, everyone wants me to say it, but I'm not going to. I might say, I might say Sir Bobby Robson. Oh, that's yeah. very big of you. Why? Well, because I, I just think he's remembered really fondly, and I'm we re- I'm really worried that Gareth Southgate is not going to be remembered fondly after Qatar. Yeah, yeah. Would um, you be a no, great no shame. love for
3: Fabio Capello?
2: None at all. Um, you know, uh, no, no love for Sven. He doesn't do love as we know, um, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Roy Hodgson let's go for Roy okay, yeah, okay there we are everybody thanks very much for listening to It to Sam Allardyce 100% ratio yeah true David races. Nugent up front you can't you can't argue with that um, yeah, get the Nugent there off the bench uh, thank you very much for listening to that everybody as I say you can go vote for these teams over on the discord um, But uh, but there we are Jim it's been an absolute pleasure hasn't it just thank you very much hasn't it just uh, up the lines everybody lots of love and we'll see you again soon thank you for listening to this edition of The Goat Farm every week we release bonus ramble episodes exclusively for our Patreon subscribers so if you want to hear more of this hit the link in the description and sign up to our Patreon and you can hear our full archive of episodes for just $5 a month Do it now, you beauties.
1: The Football Ramble is a Stack Production and part of the Acast Creator Network.